0: Amen. So I'm not responsible for what comes out. I'm really not. (laughs) So uh, we'll start with, now I gave them scripture, not knowing how this was going to turn out. So Holy Spirit, do what you do. I did have a thought, though, uh, um, because I'm looking at everything going on in, in life, especially my life right now. And really, my life is fine. It's just everything around me. And so if I look at it, I'm like, I can consider it uh, a storm. Now, people believe one or two things. People either believe that God is 100% responsible for everything, and no matter how things go, no matter what you do or how you do them, the outcome will be the way God wants it to be. That's one thought. Another thought is, people believe that I am totally in, in, in control of my own destiny, my decisions, everything. It's, my, it's up to me to, that whatever life I have will be left up to me. It's, it's what I determine to do, how I determine to do it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm here to say it is 100% both. Amen. You're, God is 100% in charge, and you are 100% in Hallelujah. charge. I'm getting ready to weird you out a little bit, so stay. So stay with me. So but so let's let's start. When I when I think about something kind of deep and kind of crazy, I had to go back to the beginning. So God invented the world. He invented the world without suffering and pain and and, and, and evil. Everybody say man of that. And then what happened? Man fell, and then suffering, pain, and evil entered into the world. That's how the thing worked. And so because of that, God didn't abandon us though. What he did was God is spending all of his time in heaven doing something. He, he's 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 using his authority and his sovereignty and all of that to override all the evil intention that was intended for you. See, there's intent, There's evil things intended for you. How do we know? Well, Job told us that. Amen. Remember how Job, Satan and God had a conversation about Job mm-hmm. and then God and which it puts God in a kind of in a bad light. Because think about it. Satan goes to God and says, hey, Job only serves you because you always take care of him. You give him good stuff. And God says, OK, we'll go ahead and mess with him. And I go, man, God, I mean, that's that's the plan. Go ahead and, and get him. I mean, and, and and so, you know, the story. But Job in that story, it, it let us know something. It, let us, it lets us know that conversations go on. Everybody say, man, and then there's bad intended things for you. And then then you throw life on top of it. Some of it is just life, right. so people forget that life is just fragile. Life is it's got so many uh, 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 cracks and, and, and weaknesses in it is it's, life it can, can adjust in one phone call. Life can adjust in one diagnosis from a doctor Life life yep. is so fragile. So you throw life in it on top of the evil things that are intended for you everybody say amen now so god spends all this time saying these evil things i'm going to make sure they some kind of way work out and be good for you i'm not going to stop the evil things from happening because they were just going to happen you got to remember the world fell for me so evil entered into the world it's not my fault but what i will do is i'll make sure when the evil things are intended for you that some kind of way it'll work out
1: yes lord But
0: you're responsible.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, this made me a little nervous. So I looked at the story of Joseph. Joseph was sold into captivity by his brothers. Now let's go back before that. Joseph was actually a spoiled brat. He was a, he was a family favorite. His father favored him over all the other kids. And we know that favoritism causes a lot of problems in families. Amen. So it caused a problem in this family so Joseph's brothers had joseph off to the side somewhere and they actually sold him into slavery and then joseph got sold into slavery for doing he wasn't a slave but he got sold into it then he went and his his, uh master's wife accused him or something and then he went to jail and he didn't do anything and so he's in jail and so he's he's got this list of horrible things that are going on in his life i would dare say At any moment, Joseph had the right to say, God, you don't love me anymore. Amen. Because the way my life is going, as bad as my life is going, imagine being sold into captivity. Remember, he was a spoiled brat, though. He went and told his brothers, I'm better than you. Mm-hmm. pretty much that's what he said he not the exact words but that's what he said so he was so he, here he is sold in slavery thrown into prison then he's accused, and then in some kind of way he, he, he interprets a dream he gets out of prison and, 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 and now the, he, he's the number two person in charge in Egypt hallelujah so now there's a, there's a situation and so there's a famine going on and Joseph had already prepared people for it and so then his brothers, his father died, and his brothers came to see him. And this is where we pick it up at. Go.
1: When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, What if Joseph holds a grudge against us and pays us back for all the wrongs
0: now, we did to we him? we have done Joseph very bad. That's like you treat your sibling bad, and then they win the lottery all of a sudden. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, and you know you treated your sister like garbage but now she's run, run the lottery and now you're going hey are we cool all right <laughs> uh, so they go back hey and they're like and imagine that conversation hey forgive us for the whole slavery thing man I mean you know so, uh, we're, we're sorry come on next verse
1: his brothers then came and threw themselves down before him we are your slaves, they said. So
0: they did the most reasonable thing because this is the number two person in the land. He can even have them killed if he wanted to. He states far down and says, man, we, we are your slaves. We, we, we messed up. We got nothing. Here we are, your brothers. We, we'll just be your slaves. Come on.
1: But Joseph said to them, don't be afraid. I am in the place of God. He says,
0: don't be afraid. I'm not God. I cannot punish you. I'm not God. Uh, Joseph, yes, you could have. But because God, everybody say, "Amen to that." Amen. Has changed your life, you won't. It is, he he he, t- he definitely could have punished them. Amen. But he, he chose not to. He, he says, "I'm gonna lead. I'm not God. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna punish you like that." Are we go to verse twenty-one. No, so, no, no. Go. No. keep, Continue
1: on. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. To now, ac- here's here's my
0: point. He says, "It's true that." You plan to do something bad to me, but really God was planning to do something good to me Mm -hmm. through the bad thing. Amen. God's plan was to use me to save lives of many people. And that's what is happening now. So your thing that you intended to be bad. God has intentions to be good from it. God God is totally in charge. Even though life has went crazy, God is totally in charge. See, because we got to remember, we always go, God, why are you letting this go on? And God is saying, because man fell. Amen. And evil entered the world and bad intentions entered the world. And Satan has, has run of the place. He, he's the prince, of power of the air. So my thing is, you are subject to all type of evil. When we go through things, I know our first response is, when, when, we, when we're in contact with God, our first response is, why are you letting this happen? Mm-hmm. And I'm here to say, one, there's just life okay here's a good example how come we're not born to somebody rich <laughs> uh, how about wealthy forget rich you can lose rich mc hammer used to be rich I'm t- <laughs> but wealthy how come i wasn't born in the in the in the in the campbell soup family <laughs> how come I, how come my last name ain't ford right you know what i mean so it's like imagine that imagine see, we, we go man it's just life man yeah how come we were born and where we were born and into the families we were born in? It's just life. Mm-hmm. Your last name is not Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. Right, right? So it's like, so we have this, this, this thought of, of God, is, sometimes it's just life, people. It was going to happen anyway. Amen. And then sometimes there's things intended to do you harm. Right. I got one right. Thanks for it. I got one right. It's, there's things that are planned to do you harm. Sa- Satan and God has conversations. Amen. And there's things intended to do you harm. Joseph said, you intended to do, you did this to do me harm, and it did me harm, but God took that intention and he made it good. Yeah. It's an amazing one. So God, he sits up and he says, because I'm God. I'm going to override the intention. Amen. It is going to occur. But some time way you get. So I look back at, at my 2018 and I go, what was that? But the intention was to do me harm. But all it did was made, it just made me mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and all it did was drive me closer to God. Amen. So it was intended to kill me or kill my ministry or make me turn. But what it did was God didn't stop it. Amen. He could have stopped it. You got a that says, nah, I ain't gonna stop it. It's life, son. And, and, and there's things intended for you. And sometimes I can't get you from point A to B unless you go through something. Amen. I always tell you, there's nothing you can do to get in shape. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, no pill no drink oh how many commercials out there and they just go take this you'll look like me (laughs) and you're like you lying son of a i'm not gonna look like you (laughs) if i take that Uh, if i take that and never eat again like you (laughs) if i take that with good genetics maybe like you if i take that and spend all my time in the gym like you and you got big old chubby people sitting at home on the couch going i'm ordering that Go ahead. Let's see if it falls off. It's not it's 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 not going to. There's no easy way. Let me tell you something. There's no easy way to grow in God. Amen. It's just not. And so God says, since things are intended to do you harm anyway, and since life isn't fair all the time anyway, I promise you this. I'm going to use all those bad intentions. And I'm going to make good out of it amen it's a bad in here really I'm I'm gonna take all those bad things that were planned for you and I'm gonna make it work out for your good because it was gonna happen anyway amen hallelujah hallelujah so here it is Here's Joseph had this horrible mishap of, of circumstances being sold into slavery then being accused falsely accused of something being thrown in prison for no reason and being left there for a while. He didn't, he wasn't there for a day or two. He was there for quite a while. Then, then he interprets this dream. Then they pull him out of there and they make him number two. And then that whole bad situation, God uses it to exalt him to a level of power, but he also uses it to save thousands of people's lives. Amen. God says, I'm I'm going to send this this bad thing's going to come your way. I'm not going to stop the badness in your world. Is badness a word? word? Mm-hmm. It is today. I'm not going to stop the badness. I'm going to change the intent. Amen. So, so it is 100% up to me. This is God talking. I'm God. I should have said it like that. It's 100% mm-hmm. up to God. In those situations, not you. Amen. So God will spend his time in history adjusting, adjusting history, I'm sorry, to make the intentions work out for your good. Amen. That's Joseph. Verse 21, so don't be afraid, I will take care of you and your children. And Joseph said kind things to his brothers, and he made them feel better because they thought Joseph was going to do them really a lot of harm. Everybody see that? Amen. Now it makes sense then if you go to Romans 828. Then this verse actually that you read a billion times now really makes a lot of sense. Maria, what does it say? It says, and we know.
1: And we know that in all things God works for the good. It of does those not who say that them. we
0: know that all things will be good. Right. Everything's gonna be good. We know that all things are gonna be good. There's always a silver lining, there's always gonna be great for you. It doesn't say any of that. It says that we know that all things, meaning good things and bad things, they'll work together. These things will work in you, work for your good. Amen. They work. Bad and good things work for good. Going to the doctor is a is to get help is a good thing until they pull the needle out, which is a bad thing <laughs> that will produce a good thing. Amen. Is that Willow? Or oh, there was one. There. So 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 it it produces. Here it is. It, Here's this bad thing that produces a good thing. All things are working inside of you to produce something good. God has set this in place that because man failed, don't be mad at me. Amen. But because man fell, then I'm sorry, evil is entering into the world, and you guys are subject to anything. But this is what I promise I'm not going to stop everything. Amen. But when you go through this junk, I promise you something. I'll change the intent. Amen. Now in the midst of it, you're going, your stomach's going to hurt.
2: <laughs>
0: in the midst of it, you're going to complain. In the midst of it, you're not going to get it. But on the other side, you will. Oh, yeah. Well, I speak for myself. In the midst of it, I complain, my stomach hurts. Amen. In the midst of it, I rack my brain. I never ask him why, but I'm always asking what? And in the midst of it, I'm asking questions. In the midst of it, I'm trying to put, get some sense of it. in the midst of it, I'm trying to keep myself from getting mad at you. Amen. Because I feel like you should do me better. And God's like, why, why are you feeling like that? <laughs> it's called life, son. It's life. It's life. But I promise you the intent, though, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So all things, good and bad, will work together for the good. But here's the clause. You got to love me. Amen. See, because you got you to gotta remember, it's all according to my purpose. See, I'm 100% in charge.
2: Hallelujah.
0: When, when everything goes bad, yes, I'm 100%. When it looks like you're nowhere around, yeah, I'm 100% in charge. Amen. When it looks like you're nowhere in sight and I got no options, yes, that's when I'm really in charge. When you run out of options, God's really in charge. Amen. So what are you going to do? People <laughs> always go, how do you just deal with stuff? Because if, it's, if I can't do nothing about it, I don't care. Amen. Amen. I'm not going to spend time on that. I can't do nothing about that. Mm-hmm. Well, why are you so calm about that? Because I can't do nothing about it. Mm-hmm. So if I can't do anything about it, then I'm, I'm 100% out of this one. But there are times when I'm 100% involved. Mm-hmm. Amen. So all things work together for the good to those. Here's the claw, though. You gotta love the clause, you gotta love the Lord. So here's the thing: don't tell people this if they don't love God. Amen. All the things won't work together for the good for them (laughs) because they don't love him. So since they don't love him, his purpose isn't working in their lives. Amen. So don't tell your co-worker Nancy, who you know don't live for God, oh, everything's gonna work out for your good. No, it's not. You're at risk. (laughs) Amen. It only works if you're inside the contract.
2: Amen. Yes, Lord. If you're not Lord. in the contract, it doesn't work. Amen. So you need to
0: tell her, you got to sign the contract. Yep. Then it will work.
1: Hallelujah. So don't
0: tell people wrong information. It's not all good is not going to work together for them. Because mm-hmm. they don't love them. You go, well, Kenny, isn't that judging? No, You can. You, it says that we can look at their fruit and you can tell who they are. Mm-hmm. I don't judge anybody. I'm a fruit inspector. I just (laughs) inspect fruit. And if I don't see fruit, Jesus says a good tree can only produce good fruit. A bad tree can only produce... People go, that's judging. I'm the least judgiest person on the planet. I just sounded like Donald Trump. (laughs) I'm the least racist person on the planet. And and it's like, I I, 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 I am so not judgy. But I do inspect a lot of fruit. Amen. So all things will work together. So I'm sitting there going, OK, this is not right. This isn't right. This has to be figured out. This is wrong. And God is saying, yep, check, yep, check, yep, check. OK, so then we got to change this. And then you know this is going on there. And then, yep, check, check, check. So here it is, son. Do you think I'm 100% in charge? And all the intentions, these intentions are bad. But I'm 100% in charge and therefore i'm spending my time like a like a like an orchestra leader conducting in your life the symphony of changing the bad from good amen making sure the intention that was meant to do you harm or destroy you only made you closer to me
1: hallelujah
0: it only produced so the intent produces it, it goes to produce something and then God changes the intent and it produces something else. I don't know. I told you, I didn't know how this was going to go. Acts chapter 27, verse 9. Here it is. Paul's getting ready to get shipwrecked <laughs> for the third time. You know what? I I love Paul, I think Paul's an amazing guy, and I would not trade my life for Paul's for nothing in the world, but here's the thing, we're still talking about Paul centuries later. Yep. So here's Paul, he's on the boat. So Paul, let me give you his backstory. He knew he he's, he's actually getting ready to go to trial. He knew he wouldn't get a, trial, a fair trial in this place, so they sent, they were sending him to another place to, to stand trial. So they put him in the hands of the Roman soldiers. So the Roman soldiers, they get on the boat, so they're sailing. All of a sudden, though, this is a bad time of year to sail. The storms start to kick up, and so now they're really in trouble, and now they're in the midst of the storm, and they don't think they're going to survive. Twenty-seven and nine go.
1: Much time had been lost, and sailing had already become dangerous, Mm -hmm. because by now it was after the Day of Atonement.
0: So here it is, Paul warned them. What did he warn them?
1: Men, I can see that our voyage is going to be disastrous, and bring great loss to ship and cargo, and to our own lives So here's
0: Paul going, listen guys, they're in a port, and they're getting ready to leave that port, because they know the storms are coming. And they're going, Paul's like, I think we'll be safer in port. And they're like, no, I think we can beat it. So let's pack up and let's go. And Paul says, Man, I don't think we should do that. I think we're going to be lost. If, listen, this is Paul who knows do Jesus came to the road to Damascus and got. That's that Paul, right? Mm-hmm. Paul is saying, Listen, if we don't do this, we, we might die. There was no faith in that. He says, Man, I really believe our decisions are going to cause us to die.
1: But this is what happened. But the centurion, instead of listening to what Paul said, followed the advice of the pilot and of the owner of the ship.
0: So what he did was the centurion was listening to Paul. He's in charge. And then he was listening to the, the captain of the boat. And the captain says, no, nah, Paul I don't know what he's talking about. We'll be fine. And they took off. This is where it goes. Go.
1: We took Oh, Wait, some-
0: wait, we're we going to drop down to drop down to 18.
1: We took such a violent battering from the storm that the next day they began to throw the cargo overboard.
0: Okay, the storm is so bad, we need to lighten up. The ship is too heavy. Come on.
1: On the third day, they threw the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands. All right, come on. When neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and the storm continued raging, we finally gave up all hope of being saved. Here's
0: Luke. Luke is writing this, and Luke is on the ship with Paul. Luke is chronicling Paul's life, he's doing a documentary. So I know Luke is like, man, I'm on a boat with Paul. Luke is like, we, see, we, he's there. Mm -hmm. We finally gave up all hope. We are not going to survive this. Everybody see that? Mm -hmm. Come on.
1: After they had gone a long time without food, Paul stood up before them and said, men, you should have taken my advice not to sail from Crete. Then you would have spared yourselves this damage. Now, here it is.
0: Paul, it's been days now. I know Paul was thinking this, though, all the time. Right, right. It, it's kind of like I'm not trying to kick you when you're done I'm not trying to hit you with I told you so but I told you so <laughs> I'm like that I go something goes wrong and you get, see because this is what happens with advice people ask your advice but they don't want it
2: mm-hmm.
0: they just want you to agree mm-hmm. They don't really want your advice. People go, "Hey, what do you think about this?" And they, what they want you to do is go, "Oh yeah, that's going to be great." But when you go, "That's the stupidest thing I ever heard of," <laughs> they go, "What?" Mm. And what do they do? They do it anyway. Mm-hmm. I, there's been many times people say, "Let me let me get your opinion on this." I give it, and they go, eh, "Oh, no, you wanted me to agree." Okay, mm. I tell you what, I don't give my opinion anymore. Amen. I really slowed down my opinion giving. I'm talking about when some, not my opinion off the top of my head, but when someone asks me, Keaton, what do you think?" Eh. No, serious, what do you think? Eh. <coughs> I had a friend get mad at me because I wouldn't give my opinion, and I'm like, "Dude, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, nah, nah, it's, man, whatever you do." No, man, I really want to know, stuck man. <laughs> it gets me in trouble because because really my opinion being truthful means I love you it doesn't mean I'm putting you down or 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 I'm not with you it means I'm actually with you that's why I'm giving you my honest assessment of what you're talking about and when you tell me I give that and you throw it away I just stop giving it
2: Mm -hmm.
0: I just now I just ask me something go ahead I just, I I go, no, I'm not giving it. I just want to shut up. God, just let me shut up because I'm not. And the Lord's like, no, you can't be like that. Yes, I can. I'm disobeying you. I'm not, I'm just shutting up. They don't want no opinion. They lie when they ask. They lie when they ask you. They just want you to say, oh, that's a great plan. Jumping off a cliff always works. I'm sorry, I, was, I vented a little bit. So here's Paul going, I, ta- I tried to tell you, don't lo- leave, and here we are. Next verse.
1: But now I urge you to keep up your courage, because not one of you will be lost. Only the ship will be destroyed. Now Paul
0: says, but listen, I'm going to hit you with this, and then I'm going to hit you with that. Don't lose hope. None of you are going to die. But this ship is toasted. Why did Paul say that? Come on.
1: Last night, an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me. He
0: says because last night, when we were sleeping, an angel came to me, and he and he and 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 and, and know this angel, he's to the God. See, storms make you personally get closer to God. They Mm -hmm. storms make you realize who who you belong to. Mm -hmm. See, it, it produces. See, storms produce something. It produces character strength perseverance and it also produces intimacy with God listen to what he says the angel of the Lord the God that nope no, nope. the angel of the Lord the God that I serve whom I belong to see me and him are very tight even though I'm on this boat and it looks like we're getting ready to die mm-hmm. see Paul has been through a no that he goes God's not leaving me now amen but no Paul we're gonna die I told you don't leave So that means that we're 100% responsible for this. Mm -hmm. So storms also drive you to a level of intimacy with God that you probably just wouldn't have got without it.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Wouldn't have got it. Because if everything is just cruising, you know how you are. Hey, God, yeah, hey, thanks. But when something's wrong, what are you doing? Oh, Lord, oh. It drives you to a level of seeking out God that you've never done before. It, but, but without the storm, you would have never. He says, the God that I, that I serve, who I belong to, stood this angel stood beside me and said, what?
1: Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar. He
0: says, listen, you're, the destiny in your life will override this problem. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Remember when Jesus was in the midst of a storm on a boat and Jesus goes, I'm not going to die on this boat. Mm-hmm. I'm going to die on a cross. I know in the midst of stuff, you, you feel like you're getting ready to die. But man, when you have this, this, when God has spoke to you about your destiny, though, you go, I'm not getting ready to die. Not on this plane. I'm not going to die. I'm going to die, but not on this plane. Remember I told you a story about the lady who was so nervous, they put her next to me. You know what I'm going to do? I'm so scared to fly. Shut up. You're not going to die. You know why you're not going to die? You're sitting next to me. <laughs> and I got things to do. Amen. This plane ain't going down, lady. It's not. I promise you. Amen. She's Amen. like, really, little old lady? Yes. <laughs> How's your kids? You ain't going down. I'm telling you. Not on your way back. Good luck. But right now. <laughs> You're not going to die on this doggone plane because you're sitting next to me. And I have destiny. So Paul has destiny. He's got to stand trial before Caesar. He says so. And here it is. And God is graciously giving you the lives of all that sails with you. Meaning he could have just saved Paul and everybody else. Mm-hmm. But then God says, you know what, Paul, because of you, I'm going to let this thing that they created, I'm going to let you save all of them. Hallelujah. God could have easily kept Paul alive, might have kept Luke alive and everybody else could have been toasted. Mm-hmm. So Paul's ability to, to. And look what Paul, Paul is now is talking. And, and this is why I say it's 100 percent God, 100 percent us. Because God is Paul is so calm, mm-hmm. but he's doing stuff. show you what I mean next verse
1: so keep up your courage men for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me
0: okay so stay encouraged because I know God is a hundred percent in charge it's go- I know what's going on and the boat is done but but we're gonna be okay I'm- God is a hundred percent in charge come on
1: nevertheless we must run around on some island but there's something
0: some that we have to do amen See, God is 100 percent charged, but you are 100 percent responsible. Amen. That's like someone saying, I'm just trusting in God. I'm believing in God. And OK, but yeah, you're going to the doctor. No, nope, I'm just trusting and believing. Let me encourage you to go to the doctor. Amen. And then trust and believe Amen. in God through the doctors. Mm-hmm. see because, there's, because a God is 100% charged and things will happen the way God is planning them to do and he will turn the evil intentions into good but he always tells us to do our part there's something weird. you can't sit on the couch and go give me a job mm-hmm. God is 100% so no God is 100% capable to have someone call me with a job making $80,000 a year
2: mm-hmm.
0: he's God Okay, <laughs> they don't even have your number, dude. How they gonna miraculously look you up? I mean, <laughs> 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 nevertheless, we must run aground on some island. This is Paul telling him. He's like, "Look, guys, I know it's bad. I, I know we look. It looks like we're, we're really we're toasted. It, it looks it looks it looks really messed up right now. But let me tell you, guys. The angel said we're gonna be okay." But we're still going to crash. Even though God is in your life, even though God is consoling you, He's letting you know you're going to be okay, you still may crash. Amen. But what He's saying is when you crash, you're not going to lose your life, though. Amen. I've had situations where I still crashed. He didn't stop the crash. Right. He just changed the intent because the intent wasn't about the crash, the intent was to kill you. Yep. The intent was to kill me. He stopped the intent, but the thing still happened. So he could have said, God has the ability to just stop the storm. Jesus did it. Right. Right? So God had the ability to say, No, stop. No more storms. Let them sail peacefully. Paul said, The angel didn't tell me that. He told me that everybody on the ship is going to be saved, but the boat is done. You're going to crash. You're going to be uncomfortable. Amen. But you won't die this is really good bible mm-hmm. you're not gonna die boats toasted you're not gonna die sometime in life man your boat is gonna crack it's gonna it's it's no chance and you would go god you you destroyed the boat yeah but you're talking to god you're still alive amen god you destroyed my job yeah but you know what i am still got i'm still 100 percent charge amen <laughs> I remember telling people, handing them slips, laying them off. Man, you know what? You got to trust the Lord, man. I know I didn't tell you the whole time together, but I'm telling you now. And I told this one girl, I said, man, this opportunity is going to be better for you. I promise you. God just spoke to me and told me. She came to me. Or her kid goes to St. School, Julian. Came up to me one, just two years ago. Kid, I'm a nurse. And I'm doing so great. I'm so, I love my life. I told you. Amen. Right then, you were crying like a baby. You, you were just, just distraught. Because you thought that your God was gone. And I'm going, your God's not this place. Amen. He's going to use this situation to make you better, to put you in a better situation. It doesn't feel like it now, though. Your boat still crashed. Amen. Now drop down to 30. What is it saying here? Pick up the story.
1: In an attempt to escape from the ship, the sailors let down the lifeboat into the sea pretending they were going to lower some anchors from the bow so
0: here's the sailors they're like this storm is really bad and sailors know remember it's sailors on the ship and there's soldiers on the ship soldiers don't know how to sail so the sailors are like this ship is going down we need to lower the lifeboats but paul says listen everybody just stay cool they're like forget paul we got to get out of here so they begin to let down the boats but they were doing it like in secret so nobody would see them And this is what happened.
1: Then Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, unless these men stay with the ship, you cannot be saved. So Paul goes
0: up to the centurion captain and he says, listen, if these sailors let down that boat and they get off their boat, we're dead. Paul, didn't you just say the angel told you nobody was going to die? Which one is it? Mm -hmm. See. just said nobody's gonna die so if God is in charge it's gonna happen the way he wants to anyway so whether they get off or not aren't we good Paul is saying no because God is 100% charged and you are 100% responsible amen amen. if the sailors get off the boat do any of you know how to sail right (laughs) and the centurion is going no I'm a soldier I ain't no sailor then you better stop them or we're going to die but didn't you say God was in so here's what happens here's Paul he's going I know see he's still calm and he's still leading so he knows God is 100% responsible but he's still reacting because he knows he's 100% responsible
2: amen did
0: that go over your head no think about it he's Paul, you just told me. So why didn't Paul say, yeah, let them get off. Let's make margaritas. Yeah, <laughs> hmm. let them go. It's fine. God told me we're good. Don't worry about it. Hmm. Paul wasn't like that. So when you're, when you're 100% believing that God is in charge, that's how you act. You're indifferent about very serious situations, which isn't always healthy. Amen. When someone is really bad and they come to me with something really bad, I don't go into, oh, God's OK. Don't worry about it. No, that's inconsiderate, not compassionate. Everybody say amen. Amen. You, you can't respond that way. Amen. Even though you believe God is 100 percent responsible. It's still something you got to do. Amen. Paul is saying if they get off the boat, we're dead. God is saying we will be saved if we do what we're supposed to. Yep. If the sailors get off, we're dead. The centurion is gone, but you just said that God said we were good. Yep. Not if they get off. See, God is 100% charged, and Paul knows that because he's still giving directions, and he's still leading, and he's calm. But he's also 100% active because he realized, I got to stay active on this. I got to make sure we do the right thing. Right. See, it's 100% you, and it's 100% God. Amen. Same time. Next verse.
1: So the soldiers cut the ropes that held the lifeboat and let it drift away. So the soldiers went,
0: you're not getting off this boat, dude. Nope, you ain't getting off. So if if, if you get off, we're all dead. So if if you get off the thing that God, that that Paul's God said is not going to happen. I'm kind of thinking, well, if God told me that everything is good, then what else do I have to do? Right. So God tells you, no, I'm going to bless you with this. I'm going to bless you with that. Guarantee you it's something you're going to have to do. Yes If God tells you, you know what well, no, just hold strong and just be but I'm saying, I got this part right here, but let me tell you, this is the things you have to accomplish to help this move. He always does it like that. Amen. God has never taken me. To, he's done things with me, moved me all around, i have lived in other places, bought me here, what am I doing here? And he's done all these things, but it was always something I had to do. Amen. Amen. So he's a hundred percent in charge, 100 percent responsible. That, that means something? It just dawned on me. It's motivating because what it does, it, it means that I can't stay passive about my life. There's things that I have to ne- aggressively do to reach the plan for my life. But, it, but it's also comforting because it, it says, I can't mess it up though. Because yeah. even when Lord. I do bad things, make bad decisions, God,
1: yep, thank you, Lord.
0: So it does something. It makes you go, man, I'm responsible for this. I can't be lazy on this. I got to do my part. But I can't mess it up. Because, God, if I do blow it, it may take me longer. It may cause me pain. See, there's going to be circumstances for your decisions. Everybody say amen. Amen. But ultimately, you're going to do your magic. You're going to rip that intention. And you're going to make it my, you're going to some kind of way use my dumb stuff that I do. Because I love you now.
2: Yes, Lord.
0: And you're gonna make it some kind of way make me better off. Let your kid burn their hand on the stove one time. Ain't <laughs> gonna burn their hand on the stove again. Right. So, so here's Paul going, nope, we're good, but we're dead. Cause none of you know how to sell.
2: hmm
0: So that makes sense when we go to Psalms 23. This is my last one. Now, another verse that we've read millions of times, it makes total sense. A Psalm of David. Everybody knows it, but nobody gets it. Come on.
1: The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. See, the Lord is my
0: shepherd. I ain't lacking nothing. David is 100% convinced that God has everything he needs. Come on.
1: He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. So he
2: makes
0: me lay down here when I need here. I need you here, not there, here. And then he leads me, come on, come on, to quiet waters. Yes, Lord. See, I'm going through life and he's making me do this and he's leading me to do this. Yes. I'm That's right. why I have green pastures. And that's why my waters are quiet, because he, he takes me from the brown and the, and the dry lands and he leads me to the and he, and he takes me from the the, the the stormy places, and he leads me to the quiet places.
1: Yes, Lord.
0: Now, he's 100 percent responsible and I'm 100 percent responsible. I got to follow. Yep. Because without. He didn't say he just lets me lie down and quiet. And he didn't say that I'm just always at. Quiet. He puts me at. No, he says he 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 makes me and he leads me.
1: Yes, Lord. Come on. Come on. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name. See, he
0: refreshes my soul because sometimes my soul is stinky. Mm -hmm. sometimes my soul is not good it's not working so he refreshes that and then he's still guiding me along right paths for his namesake he's guiding leading making mm -hmm. he's 100% in charge but David said I'm 100% in charge too Mm -hmm. because he could say God says go down this path and I don't go (laughs) So David is saying that I'm, God is 100% leading, 100% charge in charge of my life, and I'm 100% responsible for it. Hmm. Amen, baby.
1: Come on. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. Now,
0: see, life is going to happen. It's just going to happen. Why? Because the, the earth fell and evil entered into the world. So bad things are going to happen to you. Yeah. He says, "So even though I walk, not even if not even if I might, he says, "Even though when life goes bad on me, I walk through the darkest valleys they got, I'm not going to be afraid because I realize something. In the dark, you're with me." Yes, Lord. I'm in the middle of this storm, and I know you're with me. Paula said, I know you're with the God that I am connected with, the God I belong to. Is speaking to me in the midst of this storm.
2: Yes, Lord.
0: See, the thing is, in storms, God isn't far from you. You just feel like he is. Yep. So you have to speak to yourself and go, I know you're not far. Amen. I know you're right here. I know you see all of this. I'm not living under delusions that nothing bad will ever happen to me. Mm-hmm. No, life goes crazy. David says, man, I'm walking through valleys of dark valleys. And we even know the history of David. David had a rough life. He said, I will fear no evil because you are with me. And listen, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So what do shepherds do with rods and staff? When sheep get out of line, they take their staff and they pat them back in line. Mm-hmm. See, it comforts me. When I start to drift a little bit, I feel you pushing me back. Yes, Lord. <laughs> and, then, and your rod is, is correction. Your rod, if I get out of line, pack I get a little smack because you're going to make me stay in line. Yes, Lord. See, you're 100% charge, in charge, but I can't mess it up. Because I'm 100% in charge too. And if my 100% starts to override your 100%, you, because you're divinely satin up, sitting up in history now, adjusting history, you will make sure that I get back in your rod yes. and your staff. Hallelujah. It keeps bringing me back to where I should be.
1: Thank
0: you, Lord. Because I'm 100% in charge of my life. And you're 100% in charge of your life, Mm -hmm. of my life. But you know what's better. So when I start to get 100% leaning to, when I start to get 110% in my life, you fix it. Mm -hmm. Your rod and your staff, it comforts me. Why, David? Because David was a sheep. David was a shepherd. And he knew that when a sheep gets out of line, he taps the sheep back. Get back in line. When the sheep was wanting, he gives the sheep a little smack. And the sheep goes, ah, oh, bleh. <laughs> and the sheep gets back in the line. Don't and, and, they, and the sheep knows sheep have no defenses other than the shepherd. Amen. So the sheep goes, I'm going to stay in line because the shepherd's going to protect me. Yeah. And God is, J- David is in. Because I was a shepherd, I realized that you're the great shepherd. Nice and so Lord. tap me. When I feel your tap, it comforts me. your rod and your staff comforts me because you're 100% charged. Mm -hmm. But I realize I'm 100%
2: charged. (laughs) (laughs) Is that it? Mm -hmm.
0: Man, what else do you say to that? Amen. You are 100% in charge of your life. Don't believe the myth that oh God is it's all me. I just make all the decisions. True, but God is hundred percent in charge of your life. But don't believe it. Since He's hundred percent in charge, I could be nonchalant, right? Um, I ain't worried about nothing. Then God is in charge. What am I going to go to school for? <laughs> God is in charge. I mean, what am I going to you know go to the doctor for? God is in charge. What? What am I going to try to God is done? Why am I worried about a God? Why am I paying bills? God is in charge. (laughs) Go ahead. Don't pay it. (laughs) Go ahead. Don't pay. Don't pay DTE. And then go to the light and click it. (laughs) And you'd be like, where's God? God's (laughs) like, you didn't pay the DTE. (laughs) I was leading you to money so you can pay it. Amen. So this is a big one. People get in all this debt and they go, God, get me out. And God's like, I didn't get you in it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get you in all that. I mean, okay, so because I'm 100% charged, now I'm going to give you a plan. And you got to get out. You're 100% responsible and I'm 100% in charge. <laughs> 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 That's my life. There you go. I'm talking about eavesdropping on my life, that's my life. I've always been 100% in charge of my life, understanding that God is 100% charge of my life. So like David, I mess stuff up. Sometimes it gets dark. Life just turns on me like in a heartbeat. But like Paul, I try to stay calm. And I try to stay active. Because I realize... I am 100% charged, so what I do does matter, but God is 100% charged. So why am I losing my mind? Right. Everybody say amen to that.
1: Amen. Come on up.
0: So I know uh, people are going through stuff, and you might consider it a storm. The storm represents things that you go through. I know you're going through storms. I'm going through big ones right now. It's not just one. It's, I got multiple ones right now that I don't talk about. But 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 through all of it, God has totally convinced me. He's 100% charged. But through all of it, I'm just listening to everything he says. So now if you lead me here, I'm, or if you guide me there, or if you make me sit here, then it's going to be up to me to do what you say. Cause it's up to me. Cause if they would have got off the boat, Paul would have, Paul would have died. They all would have died. Even though God said nobody was gonna die. You get it now? You get it? Amen. So who's in charge of your life? God. And who else? You. <laughs> Father, we thank you. We praise you. Lord, we give you glory and praise just for uh helping us with your revelation I mean this is difficult some things are difficult to understand but because you have the ability to speak to people we can figure it out so Lord as you continue to speak to me I'll continue to speak to them and then Lord I I pray it helps them because they need you so Lord if you can help us out if you can help us out down here with, with just your instruction you don't have to make stuff go away you don't have to take problems just away from us. You don't have to stop necessarily storms from coming. But just in the midst of them, could you just do what you do? Can you work the intentions that I know the enemy has planned for us? Can you continue to just manipulate those things? And Here's the greatest intention. Nobody has ever came up to me and said, I'm mad at God because he let Jesus die know why because everybody's convinced that that horrible thing produced something good Amen. that's the ultimate one the ultimate one is nobody has said I'm so upset with God he let his son Jesus die everybody goes thank you God for Jesus dying but how, so how come you never want to go through nothing right. that bad thing produced what salvation for all so if God would have stopped that then God would have killed all of us so God hit the greatest example of God letting something bad, a bad intention, work out for the good. And then there's something that, see, God keeps, you do believe in the devil, right? Yeah. God keeps the devil blinded. The devil can't see outcomes. Hallelujah. All he sees is the path of destruction and the discomfort and the problems that will cause you, as hoping it will be death. But see, because how do you know, Keenan? Because in the Bible it says the devil would have known he would have never killed Jesus. He would have let Jesus live. But because Jesus killed them, I mean, Jesus got killed, we're all better off. And then another great example is Peter told the people that you killed Jesus with your evil hands. But then I'm thinking, well, wait a minute, Peter. God killed Jesus. And Peter's like, yeah, but he uses our actions and our he uses our lives to accomplish things so everybody who killed Jesus was evil. Amen. Even though God's intention was to kill Jesus. Right. He used the evil people who were making evil decisions to do it. Right. Right. Amen. You know why? Because we're 100% in charge.
2: Hmm. Amen.
0: I'll be all day. I could preach a whole nother hour. <laughs> I know you're hungry. (laughs) So, Lord, continue to bless us today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
2: Come
0: on.